18, Psalm 35, verse 18. Let's see what the Lord says to us this morning here in Psalm 35 and verse 18. It says, I will give thee thanks in a great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the heart of David, that you would go to the congregation of the Lord and there, you want to give thanks to you with other believers. Help us to do the same, Lord, to come to the house of God, always with a grateful and thankful heart. So we can give thanks together to you, Lord, because you deserve all. We just praise your name today, Lord. We take this time of the year, November, as a time of thanksgiving, Lord. But we ought to be thankful and grateful all year round. Every day is a reason for us to say thank you, Lord for a new day. I pray, Father, for someone here that never received Jesus as their personal Savior. May they open their hearts and with the gratitude of heart accept you as Savior. And for your children, Lord, for us as your children, pray, Lord, help us to be grateful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So expressing, express thankfulness. We live in a very unthankful world, don't we? Unthankful, not only unthankful, but ungrateful. Ungrateful. Uh, there was a day that you even opened the door or hold the door open for somebody, and they would say thank you. Uh, today we have people that they go in front of you, they let the door go right in your face. Uh, I'm not saying everybody, but quite a few. Uh, it's like, oh, but it's not good manners. It's like, you know, sometimes if it's a young pe- person, we have the tendency to say that your parents didn't teach you better than them. <laughs> uh, what, what, about, what about the older people? Uh, who thought them ought to be like that? Uh, you know, and uh, uh, it's uh, sad, but uh, oh, we do something, they know, or oh, you hold the door for somebody, and they don't even say thank you. They just go, go right in. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, but anyway, but... Gratefulness and thankfulness should be something that will be in the heart of God's people. Amen. To say thank you uh, for anything, little things, big things, just to that word thank you. Be grateful. Yes. That people know that we, we are grateful, we are thankful for what they have done. So Thanksgiving is a wonderful holiday. But don't just wait for Thanksgiving to be thankful. Right. You know? Because thankfulness, like I said, every day you get out of bed and when you open your eyes, you just say, thank you, Lord. It is a new day. Uh, some people might say, you know, it's because circumstances are good for you. Or good or bad, it's still a good day. You know, but I mean, uh, we all live in this uh, world. And, of course, uh, uh, for some people... Today is not a good day, so to speak. Uh, others are a good day, but let me tell you, it goes around. You know, we all go through sorrow and, and hard times of life. That's part of life, right. and we all suffer from that, and we live in a sin-cursed world, yep. and of course, and uh, things come, but doesn't mean that we shouldn't be grateful and thankful. So Thanksgiving is a time where so many people travel 
uh, for so many miles to be with family members. And uh, once there, they will come home uh, aggravated because of uncle whatever was there. And uh, they, don't, they don't get along and say, I'll see you guys next year because uh, that's the only time they go to have a Thanksgiving meal whatever or Thanksgiving week, week with somebody and they get aggravated with one member of the family. <laughs> but that shouldn't be Thanksgiving. But it happens. It's reality. Because it happens. So Thanksgiving should be a time of, um, of course, many family travel. Uh, people travel many miles and uh, just to be with family, family, even if it's just for a meal. So a time where family sat around the table across this land and eat their favorite traditional meals and fellowship with one another. So all the traditions of Thanksgiving and family gatherings uh, at this time of the year are wonderful. But we must keep in mind that Thanksgiving is, ex- is intended to be more than just that. Uh, you know, you know uh, in many homes, uh, Thanksgiving is a time of just a good meal, uh, take a nap, another meal, football, and, you know, and that's pretty much it. And we forget one thing. Thanksgiving is intended to be a time where we take aside to give thanks to God for His blessings and His goodness in our lives. I heard one person say one time, I'm not, I don't have much to be thankful this year. Uh, that is ingratitude and ungratefulness. If you went through what I went this year, you don't have, I don't have much to be grateful and thankful well, the reason why you're alive should be a reason to say thank you, Lord. So there's, a, there's something about the, the grateful, a grateful heart that brings pleasure and satisfaction to the heart of a holy and righteous God. I know that is, that is so because it's clearly the will of God that His people, His people, uh, give much thanks to Him. Actually, 1 Thessalonians 1.18 says, In everything means everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning whom? You. Rendering thanks to God is not to be an occasional thing, but a thing that we do all the time. So somebody gives you a cup of coffee. Somebody gives you a piece of gum or a candy. Say thank you. Say thank you. He said, should I pray for a candy bar? If the Lord convicts your heart, do it. Because as the Bible says, in everything, give thanks to the Lord. In other words, Christians not only give thanks to the Lord on Thanksgiving, but all year round. Thanksgiving is to be an expression of who we are as Christians. Thanksgiving is to be part of our Christian walk. Thanksgiving comes from a, get this, thankful heart. Thanksgiving comes from a heart of gratitude for what God has done for us. The question for each one of us this morning is, after the good turkey meal, the ham, the football games, are you still thankful and will continue to be thankful? You know, uh, some of us will watch, uh, for some people, they will watch their, their favorite team, especially football, and if their favorite team loses... Gratitude goes out the door. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be that way, you know. <laughs> so why are we to be the? Uh, why are we to give thanks to the Lord? Then your outline number one: it is pleasing to the Lord. 
Look what it says again in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So folks, there are lots of people with ungra- ungrateful hearts in this world. The only person that they will give thanks is themselves. They pat themselves in the back and congratulate themselves about their accomplishments uh, or their achievements. They don't stop for a moment and thank God for their accomplishments. Actually, if we, if they don't even say thank you to you. I work with people like that. They're not grateful. They will never say thank you to you. You bring food to work and you want to be kind to people and you cut slices. Sometimes I bring sweet bread <laughs> and I cut slices. And, and you can see the ones who are thankful you, and those who are not thankful. They go there, I say, well, what you got? And they grab it up and it's like, like you, know, you, you, might, you know them and you, you don't expect them to say thank you. But you can see the ingratitude out of their hearts. It isn't kill to say thank you. Right? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So, it pleases the Lord to say thank you. So if it pleases the Lord to say thank you, should, what should we do? Say thank you. Say thank you for people that do anything for you, any little thing, big thing. Thank you. should be a word out of our mouth constantly, all the time. The Bible says in everything, give thanks to the Lord. So rest assured that God is pleased when we do what He desires and when we say, Thank you, Lord. Look what it says in 1 Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, Had the Lord, uh, had the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifices and to hearken than the fat of rams. So He delights when... We appreciate Him enough to render our thanks unto Him. Thank you, Lord, for this meal. Thank you, Lord, for this breakfast. Thank you, Lord, for this candy bar. Thank you, Lord, for this coffee. Just say thank you. It it makes the heart of God rejoice because we acknowledge Him. Listen, God wants us to acknowledge Him in our everyday life. You follow that? We don't want, he doesn't want to be the God that you remember only when you're hurt. But in every aspect of life, he wants you to acknowledge him. For he's not just a, a thing out there. He is God, the creator of all things. He loves you. He gives you life. He gives you all the blessings of life for you to live. And he wants you to acknowledge him. Say, thank you, Lord. I was able to come to church today. Thank you, Lord, for the car that I'm driving. Thank you, Lord, that for the people that put the, the gasoline in the gas station so I can pump inside my car so I can drive. Thank you, Lord, that my car didn't break down today. You know, there's so many things we can say about being thankful. See, we do all these things and we don't even think about it. Don't you know that many people in this world don't even know the riches of America? If they walk, they will, wow. So it delights God when we appreciate what we have and when we say, thank you, Lord. So folks, if we are going to be sincere with ourselves, we will come to the conclusion that all of us have much to be thankful this morning. The very fact that we are saved, 
that heaven is our eternal home should be the reason to be thankful and to express thankfulness to God. The very fact that in this cold day we have a warm place to worship, the very fact that we are together here today, it should be a reason to say, thank you, Lord. To know that I am going to experience, that I'm not going to experience the fires of hell for all eternity should be a reason to say every day, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. You know, some people think that, you know, if I'm going to be a good person, I'm going to heaven. That's not Bible. That's not what God teaches. That's humanism. You're a good person. You do good to others. You're going to heaven. God will just, you know, is like, move over, God. I'm moving in. That's God's heaven. And we go there based on what he says, not the way we want. This is just one of the reasons we are to express gratitude because there's so many other things. God has done so much for us that we could, we should, we can never, or we can never repay him. Listen to this. He created us. He sustains us. He provides the jobs that we have. All right. If you have a question on that, I will give you another message on that. He provides a home where you live. He keeps you healthy. I talked with a man yesterday that has brain cancer. I tell you what, sometimes you need to go to that situation for, to, to, to express gratitude and thankfulness. Just be alive. Keep us healthy. He made salvation possible for each one of us. So folks, if we're going to be sincere with ourselves, we have so much to be thankful to God. The least we can do is to bow our heads before Him and be thankful for His gracious gift. After all, it is His will for every Christian to be grateful and to say thank you. Now, thankfulness is the opposite of complaining. And unfortunately, we have people that complain more than say thank you. Actually, the Bible gives us example of people that do more complaining than express gratitude as a result. So you see, during the exodus out of Egypt, the children of Israel did exactly that. They had the God getting them out of Egypt through Moses. And, and Moses is that man that God used to guide the children of Israel all the way to the promised land. You know what one thing they should have done? They should have sing the songs of Zion. They should have marched with a grateful heart, happy, and say, Lord, we are going home. You know what they did? They left Egypt complaining all the way to, to, to the promised land. And that generation didn't even make it. You know why? Because the ungratitude of their hearts. They wanted food, God provided. They wanted, they wanted water, God provided. Everything that they wanted, God provided. And in the end, complaining, complaining, complaining. Let me tell you this. A complaining heart is the opposite of a thankful heart. And we live in a country of many complainers. Complain about everything. Ferrains, we complain. Why is not sunny? If it's too hot, we complain. Why is not cold? If it's cold, we complain. Why is not hot? <laughs> we want your complainers. So she say, Lord, thank you for the cold. Oh, let me bundle up, right? <laughs> oh, like me, like I'd say, oh, my hands are so dry. They're cracking up. And my wife says, there's lotion over there. Yeah, like, and like, yeah, I know, but you never use it. You know what? I, what? You just want to complain. And Lord says, see, see, I provide the lotion right there. In the job, the other say, we have a guy called Grumpy. 
my buddy Grumpy, and the, I, I was saying, hey, my hands are so cracking. And he says, don't you have uh, some lotion? I said, yeah, it's in my life. Why don't you use it? I'm like, oh, like that. Thank you. <laughs> I got the lotion. Stop complaining and use the lotion, right? Oh, my. I got Grumpy to teach me a lesson this week. Well, that's his nickname as Grumpy. Anyway, so why are we to give thanks to the Lord? Number two, to demonstrate our gratitude. Go to Luke chapter 17. I want you to see right here, gratitude and unthankfulness. This is a very popular passage of Scripture. Uh, Luke 17, 11. Let's look here what the Lord says. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Look what it says. And it came to pass that he went to Jerusalem... And he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a village, there were met, uh, there, uh, met him ten, uh, ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lift up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it, come to, and it came to pass that, that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, Keep in mind here, the priest did not cleanse them. As they walked there, a miracle happened. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his feet. Whose feet? Jesus' feet. Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. The Bible is very specific why he mentioned a Samaritan here. And Jesus said, uh, answering said, where, where there are, where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They are not found, I'm sorry, they are not found, they return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Look what it says, a Samaritan and a stranger. Verse 19, and he said unto them, arise, uh, to him, I'm sorry, arise, go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. So this passage of scripture displays a both a extreme uh, an ext both extremes of ungratefulness and thankfulness together. So letter A, you see ten men ten men's action here. Ten men full of leprosy saw Jesus and cry out to him. You see, leprosy in those days was a disease. It was no it was no cure for it. So it would be a miracle. For someone to survive such a disease. That's why they even separate those people. They live outside the city walls. Because if they come in, they could contaminate the people with leprosy. So they move them out. They were, they were out there and they had like some bells and whistles there as they walk. And they would say, unclean, unclean, as they walk. So people would move away from them so they didn't get the same disease that they had. So it was a, it's a horrible disease. So these ten men heard that Jesus was coming to town and knew that Jesus had done many miracles. Guess what they do? Let's take our chance. Wouldn't you do that? I believe you would do that too. If you have such a disease, I have no cure. Nobody can take care of me. I know one that can do that. I have a great disease. I'm going to die. You know what? I'm going to cry to him, the great physician. You know what? There's a great disease in this world called sin. And people are dying by the millions. You know the cure for that disease? The great physician called Jesus. He's the only one that has that cure. You know what? If people choose to go to the grave, that disease is, will kill you. And the worst, the result of it is hell, place of eternal torment. So, 
they boldly went to town. Look what it says in verse 12. And as he entered into the village, they met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. So you see, not, uh, not only did they approach Jesus, but they also lift up their voices and cry out to Jesus. They expressed it. They, needed, they wanted his attention. Isn't that what we do when we want somebody's attention? You say, you, you, you try to say something and they don't listen to you, then your voice gets a little higher. And they don't listen to you. And then your voice gets a little high, and they don't listen to you. And before you know it, you're screaming out. And people look, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they cry out. That means like they yell. They, 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 their voice went out so Jesus could, could look at them. They tried to make, they made sure that Jesus heard them. So Jesus didn't ignore their cry for help. Let me put it this way. God does not ignore the cry of a sinner. When a sinner cries to the Jesus, no, Jesus has not ignored that person. Jesus heard their cry and told them to go to see the priest. Now, don't come to the conclusions here that the priest did the cleansing here. Before they got there, they already cleansed. So number two, or let it be, ten, uh, the ten men's response. Ten lepers came to Jesus crying for help. Jesus li listened to their cry and tell them to go and see the priest. As they're walking there, they get cleansed. Now, number one, nine don't return. Look at verse 17. Jesus even says, and Jesus answered and said, Where were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? You see, you see what you we see here is this. You see ungratefulness and unthankfulness in the same time. Listen, folks. There's nothing new about this because even in our world today, there are people just like that. You can give them the world and they will never say thank you to you. These people were giving life. They were dying. Get this? They had leprosy. Did Jesus cure them and they don't even have a decency to turn around and say thank you. They went their merry way. Probably made it to the priest and went their merry way. Isn't that sad? What an example of ungratefulness here. Folks, I believe that all of us right here in this room, and some of you on social media, have encountered or have talked to or lived with people that are very ungrateful. Don't matter what you do for them, they never say thank you to you. Actually, some people even think that you're obligated to do things for them. We live in a society like that. The more you do for them, the more they want. And they think they, 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 they're supposed to get those things. And if you don't do, they cry out. But they never say thank you. They think the government has to support them because that's the government. Oh, tell the middle class to stop working and see what this people is going to have. Yeah. Right. Because you know you're supporting them is the middle class. Those who go to work every day. You know one thing folks I decide not to do is to look at what this government takes out of my check because it can get you depressed. That was our lesson in Sunday school this morning. Right. It's amazing. You know, so people can get what they want. But anyway, that's not our message this morning. So, so can someone be so ungrateful to be dying to their flesh falling apart and not even say thank you? Well, we got nine of them right here saying that. Number two, one returns. Look at verse 16. And fell down on his face. Look how grateful this man. He fell to the ground on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks 
Look what the Bible says, he was a Samaritan. Specifically, why the Bible says he was a Samaritan? Half-breed Jew, hated by the Jewish people. They were a class, we don't want you around here. And Jesus said, a Samaritan. You know what we can take from this? God can reach everyone, don't matter where you come from. Any culture, language, you know what? And God listens to the cry of those who are hurting. One returns. Nine move away. One at a heart to say, thank you, Lord. Lord, let me tell you this way. Society today is the same way. There are some who say, thank you. But the vast majority said nothing. So why are we to, be, to give thanks to the Lord? Number three. It provokes others. Go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. It provokes others. You begin to say thank you, thank you, before you know other people are saying thank you too. You know, sometimes maybe they didn't grow up in the right home where the word thank you is not expressed. So they need to hear from others. And the great thing is, what about hearing from the, from the mouth of a Christian? Look what it says in Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. I do not meant to provoke in a bad sense. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24 says we have to consider one another to provoke one another to love and good works. So the word provoke is, in this verse has the idea of, of initiating or stirring others to do what is right. And to say thank you is exactly to say what is right. So, you help me with something. The right thing to say is thank you. Your co-worker helps you with something. The right thing is to say thank you. So the word thank you should be expressed all the time. And when you do that, you know what? It's going to provoke others to do the same thing. Don't you know that not swearing or in a job place don't talk like the heathen do provokes others not to do that because they go, oops. Why do they go, oops? Because they know you don't do it. And they feel uncomfortable, you know what? Because you don't do it and it, kinds of, it hits them too. So if you constantly say, thank you, thank you, you know what? Eventually they catch it. Grumpy never says thank you. But you know what? I say thank you to him all the time. And you know what he says? Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, at least he acknowledges, oh, you're welcome. But he never says thank you. But I say, oh, thank you. Because I tell you what, he's a great worker. Lots of experience. I learn a lot from him. But he's not that kind of guy. Seems like he wakes up mad and goes to bed mad. But anyway, <laughs> so it provokes others. So what do we do in this thing of thankfulness? Let's provoke others to be thankful. Well, people say, what a bad day. It's cold outside. And you say, thank you, Lord. It's a great day. So thankfulness is not something that we are born with. Follow that? Watch little kids. Put them in the playground with others. Before they know, there's one that catches all the toys. And mine, mine. If mother tried to give it away, ah, big cry because it's mine. You ever see that? I mean, you know, go to the playground with little kids. 
You know, before you know it, everything is theirs. And your parents go, please share. Ungratitude. So thankfulness is not something that we are born with, but something that we learn to be. The more we see the goodness of God in our lives, the more we should give thanks to Him. So why are we out to be? Why are we out to, uh, to give thanks unto the Lord? Number four, it produces contentment. Ooh, look what it says in Psalm 100, verse four. Go to Psalm 100, verse four. Almost done. Psalm 100, verse four. Look what it says there. I want you to see from God's word because it's all right in the pages of God's word. Psalm 100, verse four. Look what it says. Enter his gates with what? What gates is talking about here? The house of the Lord. So enter his gates with thanksgiving. And unto his court with what? Praises. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I love Lois when she's jumping around. You know what? That's contentment. You know, we should walk in the house of the Lord and say, God, you know, sing, you know, the song in our hearts, bless. You know, why, why are you so happy? Hey, I'm going to be with my Church family, I'm going to praise my God today with my church family. Should be some, a reason for us to be what? Thankful. Amen. Right. Listen, you can't even live like this. Oh. <laughs> you can live like that. Or you can put your head up and say God is good. Even now, when everything is falling apart, we say God is good. So it produces contentment. You don't have to have two to three million dollars in the bank to be content. Get this. Some people think, only if I have this, only if I have that, and only if I have this, then I'll be content. Well, be content right where you are. Because let's put it this way. These people have less than you. And they might be more content than you are. So notice it says, it says for the Lord is good, that's verse 5 of Psalm 100, his mercies is everlasting and his truth endured for what? all generations. Look what it says in Colossians 3.15. And, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to do which ye also are called into one body and be ye what? thankful. Over and over in God's word, God says to me and you, be thankful. You cannot be thankful if what you do is complain all the time. So the Bible has a great deal to say about contentment, being satisfied with that we have, who we are, and where we are going. You see, when we learn to live with the things that we, we have, we will, will express contentment. Far too many people are trying to get this and get, uh, and get that with no contentment and satisfaction in their lives. Jesus is telling us to be content Whatever we are. You know the average American owes about, are you ready? 50000 plus in credit card debt. This used to be around the 16000s to 20000s, and now it's about in the 50000s. Why? Are we so discontent that we have to buy something every day? You want a good uh, a rule of thumb? Don't buy if you cannot afford it. And you will be content in the end of the day. But I need that. Really? If you can't afford a coffee, drink water. It's free. 
So they put the soil in the bottles. Or what? There's many other places you can get it for free. It's God's way of us to say, thank you, Lord, for water. But I need this. No, you don't. <laughs> Let's be content. So what is contentment? Get this. Contentment is a satisfaction with God's sufficient provision. You don't need anything else. You are satisfied with what God has entrusted you. You know, the more things, the more problems of life. All right, so you have one car. All right. You have enough problems on that thing, right? Well, get three. You see what happens. You got one fixed, the other one breaks down. You got the other one, the other one breaks down. That's what happens. I got home from vacation and we got two cars. One needs oil change. Okay. Oh, I got a letter from the, the state saying you need to put a, a safety stick on. Oh, I got two troubles in one. You know, you know, it's the way life is. So what do you do? We must never be content with, with who we are, only with what we have. Goodness deals with who I am. Contentment deals with what I have. You know, sometimes you look at the neighbor's yard and say, oh, only if I had that and that and that and that. You know what he's doing on the other side? If only I had that and that and that. <laughs> oh, goodness. The latest global statistic shows that if one has a roof over his head and a meal on his table, he is richer than 93% of the world's population. If a person... Wears a pair of shoes, he is richer than 75% of the people in the world. You realize that people in this world don't have a pair of shoes? We think everybody lives like you live, but that's not true. In the United States alone, like I said, credit card debts, in average today, about $50,000 per household. And we are still discontent. So, number five. Why are we to give thanks to the Lord? It portrays Jesus' love. If you, read, if, you read, uh, if you read or do a study in the life of Christ, the life of Jesus, you will notice that Jesus was repeatedly, he repeatedly expressed his thankfulness to his Father. Let me give you some examples. Look what it says in Luke chapter 10, verse 21. In that hour, Jesus, a rejoicing spirit, said, I thank thee, O Father. John chapter 11 verse 41 says, And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee. So if you want to learn how to be thankful, follow Jesus' example. Because he expressed that to his Father constantly throughout the Gospels. So here's a way to listen. Like, oh, I'm going to... No, no. Learn to be thankful right from the footsteps of Jesus. When we have the mentality, I deserve this, I deserve that attitude, it becomes hard to be thankful. It becomes hard to say, to say thank you to someone when we feel that we are, listen to this, entitled to thanks. Folks, we live in a society that you think they're entitled. The government's supposed to give me heat. The government's supposed to give me food. The government's supposed to be giving me this. The government's supposed to give me that. Listen, if you are in need, you are in need. But, you know, you, you should be grateful that you're getting those things. We live in a society full of so many people like that. 
people who are ungrateful and unthankful. When you express uh, too much, when we expect too much from others, they become hard to be thankful to the Lord. Believe me, I know many people do have those things and they are grateful. They are grateful. You know, people don't have money to pay for their heat. People don't have money to buy food. And they have some help and they express their gratitude. I know people that say, I'm so grateful that I have this. They express their gratitude. And that's wonderful, but some don't. So if we're going to portray the Lord Jesus Christ on planet Earth... In the life that we live, gratitude and thankfulness is something that resembles Him well. How thankful are you this morning? How grateful are you? How often do you express your gratitude and thankfulness to God and to those around you? Is saying thank you something hard for you to do? We should say thank you. I say thank you to my wife all the time. Clothes is washed, house is clean, food is on the table. Isn't that a reason to say thank you? Amen. Of course. Of course. And you know what? It encourages the hearts of others too. When we say to them thank you, it motivates them. Thank you. They feel like, oh, they take acknowledge it, they acknowledge that. You know, that I've done something good. It motivates us. I conclude with this. Thankfulness is not something that we are born with. We're not born thankful people. We were born selfish people. Don't you know that... Listen, what is the job of... 90%, I'd say, I don't know the percentage on this, but what is the job of parents towards their kids? Teach them to do what? Good. They already know how to do bad. They don't have to teach them how to do bad. I mean, that's why they look at you like, you know why? Because they're making sure you're not watching what they're doing. They're up to no good. And when they're too quiet, when they're small, mom and dad goes, oh, they're too quiet for some time. I wonder what they're doing. In your mind, you think like they're not doing anything good. And you know what? And most of the time is they're not doing anything good. You know? One time I remember, uh, kids were too uh, quiet downstairs. And I was like, I'm in the house by myself. Wife is at work. I go downstairs. Oh, Grandma, you remember uh, Home and War, right? The room downstairs. I go there, and it was art over those walls. I was like, what do you do? They were too quiet, you know. They were, you know what? They were exploring. Their minds, they're like, you know. And one is at the door looking down the hallway. Obviously, the one that was looking down the hallway, they know they were not to no good. Because when he saw me, when he saw me, when he saw me, was like, disappears inside the room. Oh, we made him clean. (laughs) Those crayons all over the wall. So we, we were not born with gratitude and thankfulness. Actually, the opposite, selfishness. So by our very nature, we all are self, selfish people, don't we? To be thankful on everything and for everything, it is something that we must learn. So that's why even adults, we all adults, even adults in a workplace, in our neighborhoods, even family members, 
if we express gratitude and thankfulness, it catches up with them. If they don't know how to be thankful, show them on your actions and in your words. And let them learn. Maybe because maybe they learned, grew up in a home that nobody ever teach them to be thankful. So they need to learn. And you say, some people say, well, old people don't learn anything. That is not true. That's right. That is not true. We might be set in our ways, but we still can learn. Right, Brother Tom? We still can learn. You know, we still can learn those things. You know, I remember, uh, forgot his name, or he's in heaven today. He was in his 90s. And every time the preacher preached, he was like this. You know what he said? I'm guilty of all that that preacher is saying. I need to learn. So you know what? We might be set in our ways, but we still can learn. So let's, let's express thankfulness. Let's show the world that we are grateful, thankful people. So they can learn. I didn't give up on Grumpy yet. I say thank you all the time. So he understands that he needs to express that as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for Jesus, Lord. He set that example for us to express thankfulness. Help us to be thankful for everything that we do. Lord, for the little things of life and the big things of life, help us to acknowledge you and say thank you, Lord. And Lord Father, this morning, Lord, I just am grateful for my salvation. I believe every person here is grateful for their salvation as well. But some might be here this morning that don't know the Savior. And I pray for them, they open their hearts to you. And be thankful for what you can do in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.